Boomkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the autumn of 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts struggled in their mission to defend the free world from Nazi villainy. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Righteous Bushwhack. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had just learned the truth about that daring woman of mystery, Nev. Stupid, crazy mystery woman. And though this complicated Dixie's life in ways that left her none too comfortable, she would have to ponder it another time. Iris, having returned with Benedict, made her way through the hangar. Having seen the entire spectacle of Brassy Battalion's infighting, she wore an expression tinged with sadness and melancholy. The other ladies, LaRue, however, were of a different mind. Well, that was not becoming of a lady at all. Proper ladies do not get into fights. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, not really very ladylike at all. Sorry? She's sorry again. Daisy's always sorry. Are you talking about me? Lily, I'm sorry. For what? For never standing up for you every time the others told you you shouldn't fly or sing or dance or anything. I never had a problem with any of it. I really do just want you to be happy. Well, you weren't the one telling me I couldn't do those things. But I didn't tell the others to stop. You put on such a tough exterior, I didn't think it bothered you, but... That's no excuse. What they did wasn't right, and I should have told them so. Well, thank you, Iris. I appreciate that. Iris turned and waved the others over, but they didn't budge. Putting on a scowl perfected by years nursing, she tried again, and the remaining ladies LaRue instantly complied. Ahem, ladies... I didn't really mean anything by it, Lily. I'm sorry, I just like to go along with the others. You always have, Violet. That doesn't make it right. I'm sorry. Not half as sorry as I am. Everything is not a competition, Rose. That's not what this is about. I... I believe a woman can do anything a man can do. <gasps> I'm sorry, but it's true. Anything a man can do, well, we can do it. You keep saying that. Why don't you go make a poster or something? Well, maybe I will. The point is, I was too afraid to tell you all what I really thought, but Lily... Lily had all the guts that I don't. And that's one area where I'll never be better than her. You have my apology and my respect, Lily. Thank you, Rose. Your turn. What, me? Yes. You. Sorry? Apologize. Didn't I just? She did just. Isn't she delightful? What's that? (laughs) Thank you, Daisy. Oh, you're welcome. For what? (gasps) Bless you, dear. Ahem. What? I said... Ahem. Oh, fun. (sighs) Lily? (sighs) We... We shouldn't have said that you couldn't do 
all those things that women have no business doing. Buttercup, that's not much of an apology. Mine was far better. Maybe we should help her. It's like this, honey. I'm sorry. I know the words. It's just... Buttercup. All right, all right. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry you're not like us, and I'm sorry that that makes you feel all queer or whatever. <laughs> I think that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> Thank you, Buttercup. What's all this touchy-feely nonsense? Load up into the truck and grab your guns, brassy battalion. Scar's awaiting. Let's suck it to him. <laughs> Scar will not know what hit them. Paymax's a witch. It'll be like a good old-fashioned street brawl. Us too. You ever handled weapons? No, but we could. We'd love to help. Not in a live mission into battle, you won't. Not without knowing what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm sitting here in this big airplane garage. Better we don't go anyway. I need to fix my hair. Come along, girls. You're all gonna help me. You grew up with all of them, huh? I did indeed. You're stronger than you look. <laughs> No hard feelings? No. No hard feelings. Come on. Let's go show Scar what we can do. As they headed for the trucks, Thomas forced himself to his feet and staggered after Dixie. Where do you think you're going? I'm coming with you. No, you're not. You almost died. You'll need every set of eyes you can get. And I can still squeeze a trigger perfectly. You can barely walk. Robot. You rang. Could you carry me, please? I do indeed possess enough strength to bear a load of your approximate weight without difficulty. Right. Pick me up then, if you would. There you are, Thomas. Satisfied, Dix? I could order you to stay. You would order me? Huh. To let the people that I care about go into battle alone. Maybe. Would you want to stay? Fine. Just stay out of my way. Dixie, I am sorry about- I said stay out of my way. What's that noise? The coffee pot in my belly. Dixie is awfully cranky today. And now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> what? Something smells delicious. Well, yes, yes it does. Is this delightfully odiferous something? A fine Umket product? You know it is! Well then, it's not just delicious, it's Umkelicious. Yes, friend, you couldn't be more right. What we're frying up today is a heaping helmet of Umkelicious meat type pork. Meat type pork, eat it with a fork, with exciting meat type flavor. Uh, meat type? That's what I said, my good man. That sounds out of this world. You know who's out of this world? Fear not, dear listeners. The amazing Noel is here to answer all of your questions. He's amazing. He's astounding. No charlatan, no confounding. The amazing Noel. The amazing Noel? Famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire? You know that I am. And now that I am here, all of your questions about meat-type pork can be answered. Please, tell us all you know. Wait, wait, I'm getting something. Yes, yes, 
Uncalicious meat type pork is aged for flavor. Because young meat type pork just isn't nearly as rich or pungent. Uncalicious meat type pork has flavor that's entertaining. No boring meat types for this announcer type. The flavor is also enthusiastic. It is a very exciting food product. You don't have to tell me one bite and you can't stop jumping and jamming. Oh, 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 my. That is so... <coughs> very exciting. Hmm. You should see a doctor. Immediately! Nonsense. Clearly, this product is too fine for my weak constitution. But, Amazing Noel, another question, if I may. Speak your words at me! Why meat-type pork? What else would you prefer? Uh, real meat pork? Nonsense! Do you not like other meats? I do. Is pork the only animal food product that you enjoy? It isn't. So you enjoy other types of meat as well, then? <gasps> How do you know that? Because I am amazing! If you enjoy one meat, why not enjoy them all? Meat-type meats, go get some of y'all! And with meat-type pork, not only can you enjoy the fine, sizzling smell and taste of a pork that is very nearly a type of meat, <coughs> but you can enjoy other meat types of meat that you also enjoy. I wonder who that is. Frank is calling, for he feels I have infringed upon his speaking methodology. Yeah, I wanted to say what he said, but he said it before I could say it. Yes, you never know what kinds of meat you'll find in Umkalicious meat type pork. It's like a party in your mouth. <laughs> oh God, it burns. He's been knocked flat. By the Astounding taste! We should get a doctor. I told him so! <gasps> you did! It boggles the mind! Yes, I do! Give us one more prediction. There will be an outbreak of mass cannibalism on August 18th, 1999. <gasps> That's amazing, Noel! I know! Meanwhile, back at the SCAR base, underneath an ancient pyramid, things were about to get hairy. Oh, look at that big beastly thing snoring away! Yeah, and how many of our fellow troopers are in its belly? Oh, yeah, it's so sad. I'm kinda happy it wasn't us, actually. Ugh, always thinking only of yourself, I tell you. Mm. What was that? Mm, yeah, I think there are no more troopers in its belly. Run! The beast's hunger woke it from its slumber. As it climbed to its feet, it took in its surroundings. It had been imprisoned once again, and this sat none too well with the reptilian Leviathan.
The pain of its lost eye still fresh in its mind, the beast suddenly noticed that its flanks had also been wounded. Dozens of its shimmering green scales were missing, and with the primal pain of an empty belly amplifying its distress, it smashed into the stone wall and broke through the other side. The beast has escaped! Arm yourselves! Volker quickly handed out the beast scale armor to the troops, hoping it would protect them from the monster's sharp maw. Quickly, quickly, suit up! Get the armor on! We must catch the beast or guys will have our hides! Feel very the beast's hide? It looks angry! <laughs> this armor better work! Of course it'll work! And you won't be alone. Zeta Squad will be going with you. The beast shall be ours once again! It's hitting full the caves! They shall hunt it like the game it is! I like games. This is no game! Return the beast to me at once! Let's get go the get the beast! Let's go get the beast! I like this excitement! <laughs> Meanwhile, Brassy Battalion sped through the jungle, heading right for the secret cave entrance into the pyramid. We're almost there, in the cave, just ahead. Robot, some light, if you please. Sandy Candle with robotic sensor at your service. Stay close inside the cave. It's dark and the ground is slippery. As Brassy Battalion descended into the cave, they were stopped dead in their tracks by one of the most terrifying noises ever to reach their ears. Uh, I ain't so sure about this. I am inclined to agree with Joseph. Duh, live to fight another day, and other such wise sayings. The enemy is preoccupied. They will not expect our arrival. We may not get another chance to catch them so completely off guard. It's Dixie's call. What do you say, honey? Dixie paused for the slightest of moments, mulling over the possibilities. Then she set her jaw, the slightest hint of a smile playing at the edge of her lips. Let's get him. Okay, guys, let's go. Uh, uh, get away from us. Like, we'll let's show them what we're made out of. Time for some sweet robotic justice. Dixie and Brassy Battalion ran into the cave, and what a strange sight met their eyes. Would you look at that? Sunlight streamed in from a small opening in the cave ceiling. The blue goo pools sparkled and shimmered, which caused the crystals in the surrounding rock to do the same. The beast ran about the cave, weaving around stalactites and stalagmites, crushing and munching all in its path. It had S-C-A-R on the run, and Dixie wasn't about to let a golden opportunity pass. Open fire! It's Dixie! And her compatriots. Good! More targets! I like targets. What are they wearing? It looks like armor. Hey, my bullets are bouncing off them. Just like with their planes. What are we going to do? We'll never defeat them like this. Maybe it's time for something a little more unconventional. Dixie reached behind her back and withdrew the ray gun from where it had been holstered in her belt. She brought it to bear before her, getting the enemy in her sights. Let's see how they hold up to this. Dixie fired her ray gun, but it never made it to its intended target. 
caught by the crystals in the rock of the cave. It was refracted and bounced around the cave in entirely unpredictable directions. Those directions are entirely unpredictable. That one almost got me. Get down, before you lose your hands. <laughs> Do as he said. Yeah. Or they'll never bump again. Take cover, quickly. Look, look at all the light and sparkles. It's beautiful. Beautifully dangerous? Refracted ray gun beam gained speed each time it was refracted and reflected, growing ever faster as it shot around the cave. Oh, Christ, stay down! Blimey, what done for? Eventually, the beam was too powerful to be bounced further and impacted a large stalactite formation, causing it to plunge down into the pool of blue goo below. Sunlight from the opening above darted around the area, amplified and magnified by the roiling goo and the sparkling walls, making the cave as bright as day and temporarily blinding the combatants. As the light grew in intensity, a small, hitherto undetected sensor in the cave wall registered the change and activated its mechanical mechanisms. A loud rumbling filled the air, and the cave walls began to open. What the... If the beast could smile, dear listeners, I tell you that it would have. It ran to the opening in the wall, through the dust and debris, and climbed into what can only be described as some sort of... unidentified flying object. Is that some kind of ship? Sweet fancy Moses, look! Inside the chamber, a brassy alloy and an ebony plating swirled and combined on the ship's hull. I don't like where this is going. Just then, Geist arrived to check on the progress of her forces. I assume you've got the beast under control by now? Good, Will. Dixie! Wait, what's the beast doing in a rocket? Before Geist received an answer, a compartment opened on the rocket. A hose extended forth into the goo and began extracting it all from the pool. Now you hold on! That is my goo! By then, it was too late. In a flash, the entire pool had been emptied and the hose retracted. I forbid you to leave! The goo is mine! And I tell you, dear listeners, this time the beast did smile, having its captor and tormentor of several years right where it wanted it. And it was a hideous, gaping, terrifying smile, full of teeth and venom, shadows and nightmares. Uh-oh. A compartment opened on the front of the rocket. A device extended up and realigned its parts to form a ray gun, identical to the one Dixie possessed, only five times the size. Great googly moogly. Wait, maybe we could, uh, talk about this? And as quickly as she'd arrived, Geist was gone. 
engines powered, the rocket ship slowly rose into the air, wobbled its way home. Geo slipped away. Very interesting. But the beast had left a surprise behind in the form of a blinking, beeping device that was clearly counting down to something most unsavory. Look out, that thing's gonna blow! I will shield the blast! Run, my friends, run! The robot ran to the device, picked it up, and bravely stored it inside its metallic belly, trying to shield the others from the coming blast. There's not much time. Hurry! Dixie! In his wounded state, Thomas could not move quickly enough on his own. Dixie stopped and helped him to his feet, dragging him along. Damn it! Tommy, come on! The other members of Brassy Battalion tried to help them along. Quickly! <gasps> faster! Lots faster! With all due haste, even! But the beast's beeping surprise was faster still. Catastrophic conclusion! This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. Oh, no. No. You don't think. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. It seems as if the facts would point to... Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. No, 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 no. Don't say it. Don't say anything. If we don't say it, then it cannot be. That's the magic of radio. Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Oh, this ain't good. Anthony Piselli as Joey Scalzetti. It's getting worse by the moment. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. What has become of Brassy Battalion? Perry Whittle as Benedict Ederchenko. This ain't right. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. Oh, no. No, 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 not after all this. Miss Lily? Melissa Hearn as Rose LaRue. Oh, no, Lily. Marley Norton as Iris LaRue. <gasps> Benedict. Tracy Hall as Violet LaRue. Oh, everyone! Melissa Johnson as Daisy LaRue. Oh, who now? Did something happen? Megan Presley as Buttercup LaRue. Oh, when I last saw Lily, I didn't even really apologize to her. Oh, it's horrible. Maybe in all this bad news, there's some good news. Catherine Pride as Geist. Justin Dobby as Volker. Era Pelodi as Ursula Unger. Mike Winters as Radov Pelzer. David Alexander McDonald as Walter Falkenstein. 
Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. Even with the prospect of all of Scar defeated, at what cost? Cost too high. And who knows when we're going to know what we need to know in order to know if everyone made it. We need some cheering up in here. Kristen Bays as the Umket Triplets. Sang. A song. Merriment will help our moods. We can't. We, we can't. We're too worried. Oh, Dixie. <laughs> You were too young to be evaporated by some monster alien. <laughs> Bill Young as the amazing Noel. <sighs> some things even I don't see coming. Elaine Barrett as the robot. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. Sam Young as the Beast. (laughs) 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 And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Special guest stars Jim Hamilton as Arnold Wilhelm. And Patrick Mahon as Gunter Wilhelm. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time and discover the fate of our beloved Brassy Battalion. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Brought to you by Umkalicious Meat Type Pork. You will buy Umkalicious Meat Type Pork tonight! And you will tune in next season to find out just what the Sam Hill is going on! Stay safe, America, and good night. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur, Assistant Director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Grrrr! <laughs>